Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back in, everyone, to the Go247 podcast. I'm Glenn West, the senior writer here at the site, uh, joined once again by our uh, our longtime recruiting analyst and everything LSU here at the 24-7 site, Sonny Ship. Uh, Sonny, how are you doing today, man? Good, man. How are you doing? It's Bama week, right? Bama week. It's been a busy week. It's going to be a busy week, I know, for recruiting. Um, you know, We're hoping to maybe touch on that a little bit later in the week as we get more confirmations on visits and kind of who will be in town. Uh, but it's getting to be that time. I mean, a couple months out now from – well, I should say less than two months out now from the early signing period. So uh, it's certainly going to be a busy time for us here over at the site. But um, first off, we got to – a pretty big football game here uh, on on Saturday here as LSU welcomes in Alabama, uh, number six, number versus number fifteen will be the official matchup this weekend on Saturday night in Death Valley. Um, so that'll it's it's going to be a really uh, the anticipation's been building already for well over a week now, um, and and you can certainly feel it here in Baton Rouge. Um, people are just chomping at the bit to get this thing started, uh, get this thing kicked off, and see what. Uh, what what Brian Kelly's team looks like here, I guess, in their first uh, the first matchup here against Bama. Um, you know, just I guess a couple quick early thoughts here on this Bama team. Um, offensively, you're looking at you know the Heisman Trophy winner here and Bryce Young, uh, stellar stellar player. I mean, you saw it, you've seen it for now for two years. Um, he's he's going to have to have a game plan all to himself, and I think that's uh, going to be a really big key here for LSU. Is uh, defensively, how do they want to approach him? How do they want to approach uh, this Alabama offense? And uh, that's that's a little bit different than I would say years past. They have a lot of weapons, um, but they don't have that, I guess, standout guy, you know, that Devontae Smith, that, you know, Julio Jones, that, that one guy that you're really scheming for. There's a bunch of really talented players on this team. Um, I would say if there was one guy you had to peg into that hole, uh, running back Jameer Gibbs is the guy that pops off to me. Uh, they get him involved not only in the run game, but he's among the leaders uh, on pass catching as well. And they get him involved out of the backfield. Uh, a really phenomenal football player. Um, just looking at Alabama, I guess, offensively, Sonny, where do you see, I guess, some of the challenges uh, that LSU will have uh, coming into this game defensively? Well, I think it starts It starts in the trench. You know, when you go back and you look at past LSU-Alabama games that got away from LSU – you always go back to LSU fans always go back to saying, wow, we really, okay. That tells us right there that we got to get better on the trip in the trenches. We've got to get, you know, we've got to get stronger. We've got to be able to rush the passer. 
without having to send the house after them. And, and I think that's going to be the that's going to be the telltale on Saturday. Uh, B.J. Ojolari, Harold Perkins, Jaqueline Roy, all of those guys, uh, you know, really in the front six, the D-line and the linebackers, they're going to have to tackle Bryce Young when they get an opportunity. You know, we saw LSU squander opportunities against Anthony Richardson, squander some against Jackson Dart, although they really started affecting him from about the second quarter on. Uh, you know, uh, Robbie Ashford's another guy. They didn't, you know, they let him move around and make too many plays with his arm by Pending just hooker. plays. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so the list goes on. You know, the list yeah. goes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so you have to make those plays when you get those opportunities on Saturday. You've got to, you know, making those plays is the difference in, in between a second and nine or a second and 17, a second and 18. Dramatic change in what you're doing to the offensive play caller in those, in those situations. So for me, I think that's where it is, you know, is you've got to – your big time players like a B.J. Ojolari, he's got four sacks on the year. This is the type of game where you need your best players to play their best football. Brian Kelly said it best after um, – I can't remember now if it was – Say yesterday. Lord, okay. Yeah, well, I, and I know he said it after Kayshawn Booty really had that, you know, his breakout game mm-hmm. this season – you know, he, he made that comment as well. So that's what it's going to have to that's what it's going to have to be. And then on the back end with your secondary, you've got to you've got to hold your containment instead of wanting to peel off and go get Bryce Young. You've got to you've got to stay with your coverages and you've got to play smart. You know, like Brian Kelly said, you've got to you know play with your eyes. And so if LSU can do that, I think they have the weapons on offense if they show up like they have the last couple of weeks to be able to make this a, uh, you know, a, a, a barn burner going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I think just kind of building off that a little bit, I do think, you know, some of the names you threw out there, the hookers of the world, Ashford, uh, you know, just the, some of the running quarterbacks they've already faced this year, I think sets them up well um, to potentially prepare for Bryce Young. But I will say this, they haven't seen a thrower who can move like Bryce Young can. I mean, he is so good at being able to throw off platform. Um, he's got the arm. He's just got he's just got amazing arm talent that I think really, um, you know, maybe outside of hooker LSU hadn't seen all year. I mean, I think it's just been it's a really unique uh, gift that Bryce Young has. And it's going to be really important, like you said, for Harold Perkins, um, for B.J. Ojolari. I would say Mike Baskerville is another guy you got to throw in there. Um you know, they really like what they've seen out of Baskerville and, um, you know, kind of, yeah, I mean, just like what Coach Kelly said yesterday in our Monday presser, you've got to make sure that your best players are at their best and they're putting them in good positions to have some success. Um, I would throw in Savion Jones as well. He's a guy that's get, gotten you some pressure in the backfield, you know, in a rotational role. Um, not sure what his you know, outlook looks like this week in terms of scheme, in terms of how much they want to use him. Uh, but he's an athlete. He's a really fast athlete. He's a really great pass rusher. I think he's a guy that can get some disruption on Bryce Young uh, throughout the course of this game. So I, I'm kind of hand in hand with you there. Just, you know, you got to be disruptive on him. You got to make things difficult um, and 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 hope that he doesn't burn you um, down the field because he does have some weapons. I mean, um, JoJo Earl is a guy that LSU fans know very well. Uh, from the recruiting trail a couple of years ago, he's really fast. He can break away for that, you know, 50, 60, t- you know, yard touchdown bomb. Uh, they got Ja'Cory Brooks. They got Jermaine Burton. 
Um, you know, Treshawn Holden is a, is a deep burner as well. So they've, they've got a lot of guys that I think they can implement um, offensively. It's got to be really important for this, um, for this secondary at LSU to kind of continue to build on the momentum they started to find uh, in that second, third, and fourth quarters against Ole Miss a couple weeks ago. Um, I think that's just going to be huge. Um, and, and look, I think you also you know, you, you can't limit the, the effect that Matt House is going to have on this game. I mean, he's tied, uh, you know, he's tr- truly tested now in the SEC for several years, going back to Kentucky. Um, I think he's uh, really earned the trust of that locker room, especially on defense. And I think those players really trust that he's going to come up with a good scheme. Uh, and that they're going to be pretty well prepared for this matchup. Um, but it's going to be a tough one, no doubt. I mean, there's a reason uh, Bama's favored by 13 points, and um, you know, I think it's it's going to be a little bit of a slugfest, you know, in terms of uh, scoring. So that's why, you know, we can transition to the offense here. But I think offensively, um, is it's going to be the most important game of the year for 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 Jaden Daniels in this offense. Um, you really are going to get a chance to see, um, you know, what this what this improvement means I mean again I mean like you've seen it for two weeks against Florida you've seen it uh, against Ole Miss um, but Alabama is still a different beast I mean Alabama is Alabama Um, Nick Saban is now in a position where essentially Alabama is coaching for its or playing for its you know playoff hopes every every week now so you're going to get the best uh, from Alabama Uh, I will say that like one of the things that has really stood out to me and just in watching this team this year this Alabama team um, they, they, they're, they're, they're penalty prone. I mean, they, they give up a lot of penalties. They have not been as, um, disciplined as you would see past Nick Saban teams to be. Uh, and I think that's something LSU's offense is going to have to really lean into. You got to make this a messy game. Um, I think you got to get your, uh, you know, your receivers out in space. You got to make sure, you know, Daniels is still making his aggressive, quick decisions, um, but you got to take some shots too, because I do think that Alabama is going to give you some opportunities to 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 be able to beat them over the top. Um, everybody's making a, 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 I mean, it's it's been one of the more highly touted matchups, just really you know individually all season is just what you're going to get from Kayshawn Booty against you know Elias Ricks coming back to the program, um, you know coming back to Death Valley where he played for two years. Um, that's going to be a huge storyline uh, on Saturday, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Um, just, just what are some of your thoughts, I guess, offensively on what LSU really needs to do to have some success offensively? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I agree with you on Jaden Daniels, uh, you know, on everything that you said about what he's got to do. But I think what he, you know, him being able to do that starts with protection. And LSU is going to have to get, you know, they're going to have to, you're going to have to get creative with some six and some seven man protections but not give it away every time of what they're going to do. You know, you can't consistently send only three, you know, three receiver, put three receivers in a pass pattern. And so, you know, it it starts with that protection. It starts with the offensive line, with it continuing to, uh, you know, to show some of the, some of the progress, some of the signs that it has shown the last couple of weeks and being able to get a running game going, because if you're asking Jaden Daniels to do it all by himself and you're at, you know, he's got to do it with his legs as well as with his, as well as with his arm, that's going to make it very tough. You know, Josh Williams, Armani Goodwin, they're going to have to give them something out of the run game. Um, and you and 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 you'd like to see Mike Denbrock, whatever he's been holding back. You know, LSU hasn't. I don't has LSU running like a gadget play all year. They have, I don't think they've had a trick play yet. No flea flickers. No double reverses. Hasn't seen no. a flea flicker. 
no. a reverse, a throw off of a reverse. I mean, the closest thing you got into a gadget play is the little touch pass to Kayshawn when he comes yeah. around on like yeah. a little speed sweep. So, you know, Mike, Mike Denbrock's got to do some things too. And I'm not saying, you know, come out there and run 10 gadget plays, but come <laughs> out there and you've got to be creative with your offense to put it in situations to where it can create some advantages over a pretty good defense. You know, Bama's giving up just under 17 points a game. You know, you've got to deal with Will Anderson, number two in the SEC with six sacks. You've got to deal with that beast. You got to deal with the, uh, you know, with the with the disguises that Nick Saban and Pete Golding is going to throw at the LSU offensive line to try to get it confused. Uh, you know, so there's just a, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that really have to go right for the LSU offense. But I think at the end of the day, it all comes back to that offensive line, being able to protect, being able to open up some run, you know, some holes for the running backs to run through and, and, and being able to pick up some of those mental challenges that the, you know, that the defense is going to throw at them in the form of disguises. Yeah. I mean, one of, one of my questions or my only question to coach Kelly on Monday was kind of about the run game and just kind of how the improvement is the improvement that he's seen the last two weeks, particularly from Josh Williams. Um, you know, they seem to be getting in a lot of second and third and shorter situations uh, offensively because of how they're running the ball um, the last couple of weeks. And I think that is going to be huge. You can't get yourself in third and long, second and long against Alabama, um, against Alabama's defense and expect to have some success on offense. It's just um, – it's not going to compute, especially when you're dealing with Will Anderson who can pin his ears back and get to de- – uh, you know, in, into the backfield at will. Um, you know, Dallas Turner is another guy on the other end that they're going to have to really scheme for. Um you know, Dylan wrote about him in our uh, little look at Alabama piece. You know, he's 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 a, he's a monster as well. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be important, I think, for LSU to establish that run game early. Um, the the one thing, you know, I mean, we've said it before, but the one thing you can't afford to do is spot Alabama any kind of points. You know, whether it's off of field position, if it's off of turnovers, mistakes, um, you've got to be the one make, forcing the mistakes on Bama, and I think that's really got to be your, you know your key here. Yeah, Alabama's you know giving up 69 penalties this year, which is really crazy to think about. An Alabama team giving up that many penalties, uh, which is like 125th, I think, out of 131 in the country. It's a pretty uh, uh, you know amazing stat there that Alabama's kind of finding themselves in. But it, it's going to be really important for LSU to kind of take the fight to Bama early in this game. Um, that's something that Coach Kelly said yesterday. Is you know they got a bunch of fighters and they're open for this challenge, but We've got to take it to them. You know, we can't we can't let Alabama really settle in here. We can't let you know them take take the crowd out of it early. I think that's going to be a really important factor because Alabama has struggled on the road, whether it's you know against Bama or tennis or uh, against Texas or against Tennessee. Um, they they've had some struggles on the road this year, so um, I think the crowd is going to play a really interesting factor in this one as well. Um, but, you know, offensively, what I just want to see is, is just more of the same from Jaden Daniels. I mean, uh, I think, you know, he proved it that in, in all, the Ole Miss game that it wasn't a fluke. I think it was kind of a sign of things to come. Um, and, and this is going to be the ultimate test, you know, for him is if he can kind of stay within himself, stay within this offense, continue to be aggressive and get the ball out to his guys. I think LSU is going to have a, a lot of success offensively this weekend. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I think Vegas has the line right now at 
55, 56. I might, I might put the over on that, honestly. I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if both these teams get into the 30s um, and, 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 you know, really put together a, a really nice, you know, kind of competitive performance overall. Um, I, I do want to ask you this question, though. Just um, the, the overall landscape of this game in particular, what, what do you think the – I guess the the takeaways should be after this game. What are some things that you want to see? Uh, I guess kind of the the big picture of what this game means in particular uh, for for Brian Kelly as he starts off. You know this this year one of the program. Just just what do you want to see? Yeah. Well, look, I I think that you know that this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We thought that there was a chance that LSU could go into this game with, you know, having something to play for against Alabama. Um, after the season opener, it didn't look like that, though. No. You know, in order for LSU to have something to play for and for this game to mean something, you know, LSU had to have a lot. I, I thought that I thought LSU had to have a lot of stuff go right for them, you know. Well, I think when we go back and we look at it, whether, you know, losing Mason Smith, your, your, you know, your best defensive lineman, in the first quarter of the season opener, uh, you know, your injuries to major burns to seven banks, you know, you can go down the long list, Joe Fouché's uh, suspension. There's a lot of stuff personnel wise that did not go right over these first eight games yet. Somehow LSU is still six and two, you know, as high, you know, number 15 in the polls might be even higher when the uh, when the CIP rankings come out Tuesday evening, yeah. So I, you know, I, I think when you when you look at all of that, I think you have to be, uh, you know, you have to feel pretty good about even being in this situation, given everything that has, you know, that has gone wrong. You know, toss in the, you know, all of the special teams blunders that are enough to, or enough to derail two seasons, yeah. Much less <laughs> <That's> one. <true. laughs> You know, so when you put all of that together in that big pot of gumbo, I think I, th- I think LSU fans have to have to feel good about where they are right now. I mean, and then you pull, you know, you pull off this upset on Saturday, and I don't think this is a game that you know you you, you we've gone you've gone into some LSU Alabama games in the past where you were like, okay, everything's got to go right for LSU, and then some. You know, yeah, yeah. In this game, I don't think you look at it like that. I think you look at it like this. You look at it to where, okay, if the LSU offense shows up, that showed up the last two weeks, LSU's going to score some points on Bama. Yeah. And this has the, you know, th- this game could be a lot closer than that 12, 13 point spread, 14 yeah. point spread that it's jumped around to, you know. And, and, and so, you know, I, I think, I think LSU fans probably feel better going into this Bama game than they have maybe you know, obviously outside of the 2019 game, you know, that was in Tuscaloosa. But I, I think they have to feel pretty good about their chances, their realistic chances yeah. going into this one. And I think that's a tribute to, you know, to Brian Kelly and his staff for, you know, they've 
consistently said that, you know, we need to coach better when things have gone awry. We need to coach better. Well, it's starting to look like that, that they have coached better, yeah. you know, that they have coached better in some instances. They have corrected some things. You see in players that are getting better as the season progresses. Jaden Daniels is a perfect example of that. Um, so you have to, you know, there's a lot of encouraging signs. Now, look, if, L- if, if, if LSU goes out there and you have a repeat of the Tennessee game on Saturday, well, then I think, you know, I think people are going to look at it and they're going to walk away from that. They're just going to be like, yeah, you know, yeah, we, we're not as close as I thought we were. we got a long ways to go, yeah. But I don't think I, – I think the knee-jerk reactions of people jumping off the ba- – of people threatening to jump off the bandwagon, Brian Kelly needs to be fired or whatever, right. that we saw after the Tennessee game, yeah. I don't think you would see those. I don't think you would see those after this game, that it would just be like, yeah, well, we thought – I was hoping we were a little bit closer than we – you know, than it appeared, but – so I think yeah. that would be the major takeaway. Now, if LSU wins this, there's going to be, you know, there's there's going to be, I don't think there would be any debate as to who the best two-loss team in the country was if no. Kansas State was still a two-loss team. Yeah. You know, this, this would obviously, you know, this would obviously bump LSU you, way up. Now, you, I think it would be premature to even start talking about, right. you know, playoff and things like that because – it's to, you know a two loss team getting in getting in in this current landscape with where things are right now. It's kind of tough to really you know get yeah. a grip on and, and stuff. But before you know before you start looking ahead to all that and stuff, you know you get through just get through this weekend. Get through this yeah. weekend. You got the eleven a.m. kickoff at Arkansas. That you know that that's ne- that's never that's never an easy task having to play the hogs the week after you play Bama and then throw in 11 o'clock in the morning on top of that. Yeah. You know, and then you still That's got trap game written all over it for sure. Thanksgiving. So, you know, there, there, there's still some hurdles, still some obstacles for this team to, you know, for this team to overcome, but to even be talking about those scenarios and looking at, well, you know, this could potentially happen. You know, who would have thought that that's where you would be after that Florida State loss? Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of what you just said. I, I would say that the one thing that I want to see is just just be a competitive team, you know, competitive in everything that you do. Um, just don't beat yourselves on Saturday, I think, is the biggest thing for me. Uh, start to show those signs. You know, look, I think, you know, if you watch that Tennessee-Alabama game a couple weeks ago and you watch the Tennessee-LSU game uh, the week before – you could pretty well see that these are programs that are in very different spots. And so if you can, if and you're in LSU's case, two weeks later, be able to start to show the, the rapid improvement that you were hoping to see uh, against Tennessee uh, implemented against Alabama, I, I think that's just a huge positive sign. If you can stay competitive in this game, uh, you can kind of go into, I would say, you know, go into the second half with, you know, a draw, you know, if you're, if you're down seven, if you're up three tied, whatever the case may be, because we do know that LSU has been a second half team all season long and they've been really good at making the halftime adjustments. So as long as they're not in an insurmountable hole, I think going into the half, I think in this game, you're going to get a pretty good, uh, pretty good outcome if you're LSU. So um, I, I would say that, and then just, you know, kind of building off maybe what you said, I think just big picture as a whole, you know, Part of why Brian Kelly is here is to, it's for this game. It's for games like this. You know, you want to see that 
discipline. You want to see that mindset, that focus in the big moments. And there's not going to be a bigger moment this year because, you know, LSU is actually playing for something. I mean, if you win this game, you're in the driver's seat of the SEC West and you have an opportunity to potentially go to Atlanta and, and play for a championship game later this year. I know that's stuff that's, you know, really off the mind. You shouldn't, shouldn't be thinking about, you know, before this game's even played, but these are the moments that Brian Kelly was brought here for. Um, I think that, you know, in, in some ways, not in all ways, but just in a, in a, a part, you know, he's going to be graded his first couple of years here of how he does in this game. I mean, this is an important game every year for LSU in terms of standings, in terms of uh, just the, the history behind it, the recent history behind this matchup. So I, I do think it's going to be a very important moment for LSU this season to come out and, and look like a team that, you know, can be competitive and, and be, be a, you know, mainstay in the SEC for years to come. So um, those are just kind of my thoughts. Um, you know, I think we, we handled the game pretty well. I think, you know, it's going to be a, an interesting battle, but we're, we're going to be back later this week um, probably to get one last pod in before the game, whether it's on recruiting, whether it's on just some final details and predictions and whatnot. But um, before, before that, is there anything else you wanted to add, Sonny, or are we good? No, man, I think we're good. Yeah, I do I too. Think we're good. Just right. uh, you know, be a be a good week on the site. A lot of content, a lot of recruiting stuff. Looking ahead to the weekend visitors and things like that. So uh, make sure you uh, make sure you stay plugged in. Absolutely, be on the lookout for all our stuff, all our content. We got a a bunch of visitors rolling in, really updates, you know, by the hour. So make sure you guys are staying tuned in. Uh, we'll certainly be back later this week, but until then, uh, we'll catch you guys later. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.